0: So, Story
1: Seeds. Thoughts? <clears throat> uh, I like it, but I don't know why I like it. I just like it.
0: Welcome to the Story Seeds podcast where imagination rules. I'm Sunday Nankani and I'm the creator and executive producer of Story Seeds. Our show matches creative rock stars and their story ideas with the brains of amazing authors and storytellers. On each episode, we eavesdrop on the magic that unfolds as they work together to grow that seed into a story. I'm sitting in for our regular host, Betsy Bird, because we had to record this episode under unusual and unexpected circumstances. You see, we usually plan field trips where our kids and authors meet up in person. In fact, we were supposed to go on a field trip right about now to grow this week's story seed, but then COVID-19 happened. Whether you're a kid or a grown-up, a creative rock star or a published author, right now we're all practicing social distancing by staying home. So instead of going on a field trip today, we are going to virtually bring together our creative rock star, 12-year-old Amalia, and her author match, Tracy Batiste for this special quarantine edition of the show.
2: Do the show when you find the path
0: Okay, we're on and we can all see each other. So Amalia and Tracy, thank you for joining us and welcome to the Story Seeds podcast. I'm so excited for you both to meet each other somewhat in person. We're all in New Jersey sitting inside our houses. I'm in my home office. I'm curious what part of your house both of you are in. Tracy? So I'm sitting in my office where I work every day.
1: And Amalia? I'm in my guest room, the spare room that we have. Is that the quietest place in the house? Is that why? Like pretty much my entire house is very noisy. But um, yeah, I think it's like the quietest place for now. (laughs) So Amalia, your story seed is
0: actually inspired by a place you've probably been spending a lot of time in, your backyard. Yeah. Um, Do you want to tell us about your story seed?
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I actually have a book with me. uh, Like, I wrote it all down. Okay, so it's about, like, a girl, and her name is Joy, and she wants to climb this tree in her backyard. And, like, this tree is very tall, and it doesn't have that many branches, and it loses a lot of its branches, like, day by day. And that's because the tree that she's climbing, she has, like, this special relationship with it, whether she knows it or not, and it loses its branches so that it makes it harder for her to climb the tree just so it can like challenge her. Hmm.
0: There seems to be something magical about trees. I'm curious whether either of you have any favorite books or stories that have trees as important characters.
1: I don't know if Magic Treehouse counts. I mean, I don't read anymore, but I remember enjoying the books when I was really young. The Magic Treehouse books are pretty fun. Um,
3: You know, my kids both read a lot of those books. um, And there is something about the idea of a tree as a secluded place and as a magic portal, which is what the Magic Treehouse books were about. I love fairy and folktales. I happen to have been reading a lot of African folktales recently for another project that I'm doing. And there's a lot of that because they're very naturalist.
0: Tracy, your book, The Jumbies, I think was also inspired by a Caribbean folktale, The Magic Orange Tree. Right. The
3: Jumbies is loosely inspired by the Haitian folktale, The Magic Orange Tree. The Magic Orange Tree is a Cinderella story. And so rather than the traditional fairy godmother, it's the tree that is the thing that brings the magic. But the Jumbies is set in Trinidad? It is. It's set in Trinidad because that's where I was born and raised. However, I don't specifically say it's Trinidad because I want it to seem like it could be
0: any Caribbean island, really. And Amalia, I think you're... Grandparents on your mom's side were born and raised in Trinidad.
1: Yeah, they were. I don't know if this is totally Trinidadian, but I know um, whenever I go to Canada, I go to Caravana. Yeah, my aunt, my uncle, and my grandparents even like just, like participated in it a little bit, and they were like the costumes. I remember being like super young and like always complaining about the heat because it was like the middle of August and it was like ridiculously hot. But I also remember enjoying it and like thinking that all the costumes were so pretty. You know, like a lot
3: of Caribbean expats have now created all these different carnivals all over the world, like wherever they have moved to, which is
0: super fun. And you can go and, and participate in that. So we're here for you to grow Amalia's story seed. So I'm going to be quiet because I'm sure you both have a lot of questions to ask of each other. All right.
3: Okay, Amalia. So I do have some questions <laughs> about Joy specifically. So you're, you're mentioning that Joy is trying to climb the tree and that the tree is trying to make a challenge for her. It would be really interesting to know why Joy is so
1: interested in climbing the tree. Um, Okay, so I think, like, she's... Like, I used to really love climbing trees, and there's, like, one tree outside the window that I used to climb all the time. Yeah, that's where the tree climbing thing came from. Well, why is the tree trying to make it a challenge for her? So, um... I think maybe like she's very athletic and maybe like everything comes easy to her. Like, not easy, but like she doesn't have to work too hard and she's pro- and she's like a really good athlete and whatever. But um the trees like maybe give her something that she has to work for. Not that she hasn't has to work, had to work for like her sports or whatever, but in general, mm-hmm. just like give her a little bit of a challenge. And then have her, yeah, learn something from the challenge. Okay.
3: Okay, so there are sort of two things that I immediately think as far as why the tree would specifically want to challenge her. One is either she's too cocky, right? She sort of thinks too much of herself, and so she needs a little lesson maybe in humility. And so the tree has decided that the tree will challenge her by making it more challenging to climb. Or we could do it like she has suffered some kind of setback. So maybe she's an athlete, but something happened and she has lost confidence in her ability to do as well as she used to do before. And the tree notices that And sort of is giving her a challenge to kind of
1: slowly build back her confidence. What do you think of these? I broke my arm, like, three years in a row. So what if, like, she broke her arm and then she's, like, kind of scared to get back into sports and whatever?
3: So it could be that maybe if Joyce starts out the story and we see her broken arm, we could have her think, oh, you know, maybe I can climb a little bit with one arm. And maybe she starts noticing that the tree is kind of helping her out.
1: I think that's great. But um, just one thing. So maybe, like, instead of her, like, starting off this story with getting her cast off – I remember when I finally got my cast off, I was like, "Oh, thank God! I'm like finally free to do whatever, and like I don't need to shower with a plastic bag on my arm anymore." And <laughs> I was thinking maybe it'd be kind of interesting if like she started off being like, "Okay, I'm finally free from to ha- like having to take a break from every like every exciting thing that I've like done," but um, then again, she's also kind of scared to get back into her sports because, you know, obviously that's what caused the injury
3: what sport do you think joy plays
1: i said like soccer and basketball okay yeah like lots of like active stuff like running and like (laughs) right because soccer
3: is outdoors that might be a better one to use with the tree what do you think
1: yeah uh yeah So I had an idea for, like, what kind of tree it could be. I thought it would be, like, one of those huge trees that are, like, really old and wise. And I was wondering, like, where it might take place. Uh, We can keep it in New Jersey. Okay. You
3: know, there's so many large trees in New Jersey that we could use. We
1: could go with a maple. We could go with a magnolia, something like that. Something, like, I wanted to ask you about was more, like, Does the tree and the girl, like, do they communicate verbally or is it more just like a relationship where they're, like, aware of each other but they don't communicate?
3: Well, it might be interesting to do something where they use nonverbal communication because when you think about, you have a pet, right? You have a dog? Yeah. And so you probably know that when your dog makes certain kinds of sounds or does certain things with its body, Uh, you probably know what exactly the dog wants, like whether it wants to go outside or it wants to play or it's um, missing its ball or something like that, right? So I was thinking that maybe we would have the tree communicate in other ways that Joy would be able to understand. We can do things with, like, the motion of the branches, with the motion of the leaves, something like that. An oak might be a really good one because then they have acorns that come down. Yeah, I like that because, like, not only
1: are there, like, leaves and branches,
3: it's also, like, acorns. So, yeah. Right, exactly. You know, like, maybe the tree uses leaves when it's trying to speak softly but uses acorns when it's trying to, like, really make a point.
1: Yeah, that sounds that sounds very exciting. <laughs> okay.
3: Um, other details that you might want to see in the story.
1: I think maybe like, I said that she was in middle school, and she could like not only have like problems with soccer and like the tree, but like also maybe like friend problems because she likes spending time with her friends and like going to the movies and like and like having fun. So maybe she has like a friend problem at some point and like loses a friend. Right. Well, could it be that
3: maybe because of the arm break, she missed out on something important that the friend was involved
1: with? So in my experience of breaking an arm, like, you can still go to school and do your work and whatever. It's just everything's just a little harder. And I remember, like, when I was in gym, I wouldn't get to participate. I would just have to sit down and, like, literally do nothing the whole period. I don't know, like, maybe you could come up with that, but... (laughs) I'm trying to think.
3: Well, you can't swim when you have a broken arm. (laughs) Yeah. Let's say they have a pool party, right? And she can go swimming, and then, you know, maybe her friend gets mad because she didn't come to the party. So that sort of is the beginning of their little bit of friction. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Why were you interested in this particular type of story? I felt like it was very relatable to my own life. Like first off the broken arms and like getting adjusted to having like a newly working arm again and um, getting back into any sports that I did at the time. And also like the fact that I like a ton of trees in my backyard and there was the one over there that I used to climb all the time. So I guess it's very relatable to like my own life. Okay all right, I feel like I actually have a lot, enough
3: to get started.
0: Even though Tracy Batiste and Amalia didn't get to hang out in person, their virtual meeting still allowed them to get to know each other and collaborate. They discovered that they both have Trinidadian roots, and they managed to grow Amalia's story seeds super specifically. They developed Joy's character, they identified her challenges, they even chose a setting for the story, their home state of New Jersey, aka the Garden State. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, you'll get to follow Tracy as she writes this story.
4: Hey, Story Seeds family, your regular host Betsy Bird here, coming to you from my home in Evanston, Illinois, where I am in quarantine with my new co-workers, my six-year-old son, my eight-year-old daughter, my husband, and my overly affectionate cats. When my kids aren't homeschooling, I've been looking for fun activities for us that spark our imagination. Sometimes we play loads of board games, and other times we bake and cook. And lately, we have been going back to the first few episodes of the Story Seeds podcast, then writing, making up stories, drawing, and even doing science experiments together using the podcast's Imagination Lab mini-magazines. Each zine gives you tips and ideas for how to continue the stories you hear on our show, or how to make your own stories. The zines also have cool articles and hands-on projects inspired by each episode. So... Visit the Imagination Lab section at www.storyseedspodcast.com and download your activity zines for free. And remember, keep growing that imagination.
0: Welcome back to the Story Seeds Podcast. After their virtual meeting, Tracy headed off to start writing a story inspired by her conversation with Amalia. She got to work pretty quickly, and recorded these voice memos, which give us a peek into her brain.
5: Hi, I'm Aaliyah. It's Tracy. It was great to meet you yesterday, and to talk to you about our collaboration. I think your idea is really, really interesting, and it reminded me a lot of growing up in Trinidad. When I was a kid, I used to climb up into my grandmother's cherry tree. And cherry trees in Trinidad are not like cherry trees here. They're really quite different. But my cousins and I would climb up into that tree. And we would take little torn pieces of brown paper, like from a brown paper bag that you get from the grocery. And we would put salt and pepper in it. And we would just sit up in the branches for hours on end, picking the cherries off the tree and dipping them into the salt and pepper and eating them. And we would just be up there, like for ages and ages and ages, until it was, you know, time for lunch or time for dinner or, or whatever it was. And it reminded me of how much I enjoyed doing that, how independent I felt as a kid just being up in that tree by myself with no adults. And so that's a thing that I really want to try to capture in our collaborative story. The other thing that was really helpful to me was when you talked about having broken your arm several times and being in a cast, and what it felt like when you came out of the cast and having that freedom of your arm again because I've never had that experience and that is a kind of detail that will make the story so much more interesting, just to think about suddenly having a restriction removed from your body and and what that feels like. So, thank you very much for that. I'm very much looking forward to getting started on our story and I will talk to you soon. It's April 26th, exactly 5:27 p.m. and I'm looking over my note and thinking about how I want to start the story exactly. And the thing that I have highlighted is that it's an oak tree. So the first thing I do is go look up pictures of oak trees so
3: that I can think about how these trees look, what shape they
5: take so that I can start getting a sense of what I could possibly do with the shape of the tree, with the branches,
3: and how this particular tree might
5: behave in the story that we want to write. It's May 5th. The thing that I'm thinking about today is giving the tree more of a personality. I worked a little bit more on that part of it today,
3: making sure that the tree comes across more as a
5: presence I ended with a cliffhanger, specifically involving the tree and bringing in that magical element.
0: A few days later, Tracy sent us her final draft of the story, which, dear listeners, I am delighted to share with you right now. Making its debut on podcasts everywhere, here's the story Tracy Batiste grew from Amalia's Story Seed, Joy's Challenge.
3: Joy's Challenge by Tracy Batiste, grown from a Story Seed by Amalia Sampolis. Joy rotated her wrist. It was great to feel it move after weeks of being in a cast. The skin on the back of her hand and wrist were different, paler than the rest of her body that had browned in the summer sun. Even the cool air felt strange. She had missed a lot of things that summer, but she wasn't going to miss the cast or the start of soccer. And for both, she was grateful. Joy jogged onto the soccer field to join her teammates from last year. Her long curly hair bounced in the wind. She would have to put it up in a bun. Mia, Ali, Adidayo, and Natsuko were already there. They had all been soccer friends for two years now. Hey guys, I'm back, Joy said. How are you feeling? Adidayo asked. Natsuko slapped Joy a high five. I've heard that when you break a bone, it grows back stronger than before, she said. Is it like having a superpower? The girls giggled. I wish, Joy said. I'm so glad to be getting back to normal. It's been forever. She looked over at her best friend. Well, former best friend, Mia, who was standing away from everyone else. When Mia looked up, Joy smiled at her. Mia rolled her eyes and walked over to Allie and tapped her on the shoulder. She whispered something, and the two of them moved over to where Coach Belinda had the balls and cones. Joy sighed. I guess everything isn't back to normal. Adedayo shrugged. Don't worry about Mia. She's been like that since her birthday party. Oh, that's right, said Atsuko. You weren't there. Is that why Mia's so ticked off? Joy turned her wrist. I couldn't exactly go to a water park with a cast on, she said. I'm sorry I missed it. She said the last part loud enough for Mia to hear her. You'd think she'd care more about her friend's injury than having a perfect party, Adidayo said. She's just upset, Joy said. You're the one who should be upset, Atsuko said. Joy, called Coach Belinda. Happy to see you're here for tryouts. Thanks, Coach, Joy called back. Need any help with the equipment? Yep, said Coach. Let's set up for drills. The girls hauled the equipment to the field. Then they lined up to dribble the ball through the cones, the usual warm-up. Joy was in the middle of the line with Mia just behind her. When her turn came, she tripped and came down hard on her wrist, the same one that had just healed. Joy froze for a moment in the grass. Her wrist started to tingle. ''You okay?'' Coach Belinda asked. Joy's heart thudded. Adidayo pulled Joy to her feet. ''You good?'' Joy's wrist was fine. She nodded, but she was shaking. Take a water break, coach suggested. Joy went to the cooler and didn't return to the field for the rest of practice. She sat on the bleachers, turning and twisting her hand while watching everyone else run drills. Her wrist was working okay. That wasn't the problem. She told herself she was fine, but her heart wouldn't stop thumping. When her dad came to pick her up, coach Belinda called out, Tryouts are all week. Come by anytime. As Joy waved back to coach, she thought she saw Mia smirk at her. Joy didn't bother changing out of her soccer clothes when she got home. She went straight to the backyard to practice. She set everything up, but then she froze. Again! Gunk, her black lab, tried to nudge her along, but even he was no help. I can't do it, Gunk, Joy told him. What if I hurt myself again? Gunk nosed the ball over to the old oak tree at the edge of the yard. Some of the leaves were already starting to turn yellow and orange. Then Gunk growled up at the leaves. Bring the ball back, Gunk, Joy said. Gunk circled the tree, barking louder and louder. Jeez, Gunk, said Joy. She went to the tree and grabbed the ball. Gunk barked some more. Is there something up there, she asked. As she looked up, An acorn fell on her head, and another, then a third. Hey! Joy rubbed her head. There was nothing up there, not even a squirrel she could blame. Gunk growled again. Something felt strange. Joy put her foot into a groove left by an old branch and wrapped her arms around the thick trunk. Her hands met around the other side, but just barely. She began to climb. She tucked her hand into a knot and pulled up. The next foothold was hard to reach, so she stretched her foot to the edge of the nearest branch, but slipped. It was broken. Her stomach twisted like a pretzel. Her wrist tingled again. She wrapped her arms tightly around the trunk and took a deep breath. I'm coming down, Gunk, she said. Woof, Gunk pleaded. All right, all right, fine. Joy tried to move her foot again. This time, it seemed as though the foothold had moved down just enough for her to reach it. But that was impossible, right? She reached her hand to the next branch in the tree. Was it her imagination that this branch too seemed to move toward her? What's going on? Joy asked aloud. Gunk responded with another sharp bark. The tree isn't moving, is it? She asked Gunk. That's crazy. Yip, yip, went gunk. But as Joy moved further and further up the tree, the tree seemed to be bending and twisting ever so slightly, making the climb easier for her. The next thing she knew, she was on the crook of a branch as high as her second floor window, looking down at the ground. Instantly, her wrist began to tingle again. How exactly was she going to get back down? The trunk suddenly looked smooth. Not a branch, stub, or foothold in sight. She reached one foot, trying to feel for anything she could use to make her way back to ground. She stretched as far as she could. Where were the spots she'd used to climb up? Finally, the toe of her sneaker caught something. She felt the tree grow a little crook just under her foot. She stepped down. "'What's going on?' she whispered to the tree. "'Are you challenging me?' A light wind picked up, rustling the leaves, which seemed to answer, yes. As Joy moved down again, another branch bent down into the place where she needed to place her foot. But as she reached for it, it moved just slightly, forcing her to stretch to get there. Yep, something was definitely going on.
1: finished reading Joy's Challenge. So I thought it was super cool to read a story about that I helped come up with and and I thought that it was that you did a great job about incorporating her emotions about the broken arm thing and her confusion and how you included all those mini subplots. Um one of my favorite parts was when she first went to soccer tryouts and how she was seeing all her friends again and if I were to continue it, I would continue it by, like, her stopping climbing the tree for the rest of the night. And then the next day, her coming back to the tree to see if it's still the same and it's still weird.
0: It's your turn, Story Seeds people. How will you continue Joy's challenge? We want to know. Email us at story seeds at literarysafari.com or call our hotline at 646 389 and leave us a voice message with your thoughts or any other story ideas you might have. You can also visit our website www.storyseedspodcast.com to join our kids club and download our Imagination Lab activity zines. Story Seeds is a Literary Safari production. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Sandhya Nankani. My co-producer is Anjali Sakrani, and our associate producer is Kayla Fettison. Sound mixing, design, and score is by Anya Jeshik and Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. And our theme music is composed and performed by Andrew Van Wyne-Garden. Betsy's back next week to interview Tracy, so do tune in for a bonus episode. Thanks for listening, and until we meet again, keep growing that imagination.
2: On Story Seeds, You're in control of your destiny Adventures you design Where your dreams can grow A little more each time On Story Seeds